Welcome to Warrensville Reaching New Heights. I'm your host, June Scharf, and my guest on this episode is Dr. Isaac Kirstein, the Dean of the Ohio University Heritage College of Osteopathic Medicine, located right here in Warrensville Heights. The school actually has three campuses. The main one is in Athens, Ohio, where Ohio University is located, and they have a satellite campus in Dublin, Ohio, and then they have the one here. The school opened in 2015 right next door to Cleveland Clinic South Point Hospital that was gutted, renovated, and is beautiful and very well suited to teach medical students now. And what's very exciting is that class that began in 2015 is graduating this May. On May 11th, we will, be, we will see the first class graduate in Athens from this program. Now, just to be clear, osteopathic medicine has been around for around 110 years, and the Ohio College has been around for about 40 years. And it's just the campus here in Warrensville Heights that is the most recent addition. What many may not know is that this is a very competitive program. They get 5,000 applications for 250 spots that are spread across the three campuses. So that's a 5% acceptance rate. And the school has a very clear mission. It's to train students who come from Ohio and to have them stay in Ohio to practice medicine. And they put an emphasis on primary care where there is a great need. So I'm willing to bet that most listeners are going to learn a great deal from this episode, and I'm very excited to provide that opportunity. Dr. Kirstein, I want to welcome you to the podcast. I'm very honored to have you here. Thank you. you. Your school plays an integral role in our community, and so I just want to define for guests that you are the Dean of the Ohio University Heritage College of Osteopathic Medicine, and that's located on Warrensville Center Road, and you're also an osteopathic internist. Correct. So I think the starting point should be a definition of osteopathic medicine and how it differs from traditional or allopathic medicine. Great. Well, thank you for that opportunity. Uh, that is a great place to start. Uh, osteopathic medicine is one of the two fully recognized branches of medicine in the United States, uh, MDs and DOs being the two uh, that have been recognized. Osteopathic medicine has been around for about 110 years, uh, and our college in Ohio has been around for 40 of them. Uh, and uh, the main difference uh, is how we got started. It was, we were actually started by an MD uh, in the late uh, 19th century, uh, who was um, unfortunately very uh, unhappy with the limitations of medicine of the day. He watched his entire family die of a meningitis outbreak. Uh, and so he figured there must be a better way to do things. Uh, and he really explored the body's inherent ability to heal itself uh, and created a whole branch of medicine called osteopathic medicine, which has flourished for a hundred years uh, plus. Uh, we practice uh, fully, just like MDs would, uh, and are fully licensed in all 50 states, but we have a couple of tenets that set us apart. Uh, one is we believe in the body's inherent ability to heal itself, uh, and that if we optimize the body, it'll do that, and we get out of its way. Uh, we believe in the, uh, really also uh, in uh, treating the entire body, uh, the whole patient, um, uh, and considering everything uh, from their upbringing to their environment to their nutrition uh, and making sure that we're treating the whole person um, and not just their symptoms uh, and that's a real uh, key part of what we do as well. Uh, 
another part that we focus on uh, that sets us apart also is just the body structure, how the muscles and bones and uh, work together. Uh, and to make sure that if they are all aligned like they're supposed to, then the body has the best chance to heal itself. Uh, so we incorporate that uh, into our practice, uh, and it's a distinct philosophy uh, that really treats people as whole patients uh, and also just really uh, honors the body's ability to heal itself. Our students uh, go on to be able to do residencies and training uh, and become uh, presidents of hospitals, uh, but also can become cardiologists, surgeons, radiologists. Uh, but the other thing that really sets us apart is because of where we come from, uh, we have a focus on primary care. And it's something that we're known nationally uh, for doing really well. Uh, and our mission at our school is just that, to, to train docs will stay in Ohio uh, and, and emphasize that osteopathic primary care. Okay, now according to my research, um, this degree accounts for about 7% of practicing physicians in the U.S. Um, does that sound about right? It does sound about right, but the more exciting thing is the rapid growth. I don't know okay. if that's what your research has shown, because while it's 7% of all practicing osteopathic physicians, mm -hmm. right now one in four medical students currently enrolled in the United States, 25%. Wow. are training in an osteopathic program. So we're undergoing a very rapid growth in the United States. And you may have just touched on this, but osteopathic doctors have the same rights in all hospitals as MDs. Correct. correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, so there are 30 schools in the U.S. that are osteopathic versus 140 med schools. Is that right? It is right, um, our, but where that number, there's actually about 60 locations that are training osteopathic okay. uh, physicians. So while the Heritage College is one of those 30, mm -hmm. we have three sites. Okay. So the I'm, Yeah, I'm just trying to capture sort of yeah. the penetrate, the market penetration of, you know, this degree and these programs. Absolutely. Because uh, people may not be aware of, it, of the prevalence. Mm -hmm. um, now, they also have a different entrance exam to, to get in. Is that right? That's actually not true. Okay. Uh, we take the same MCAT, the Medical College Admissions Test, okay. uh, is the same test that MD and DO schools uh, use to get in. Okay. Um, we uh, have a, uh, yeah, so the, it, it's the same test, uh, and we have the same kind of rigor to make sure that people have the same kind of you know, pre-entrance requirements of taking enough science courses, and most of our students have a, um, all of our students have a bachelor's degree before they come. Uh, and having high GPA and, and all of that is, is the same. So this is a testament to the fact that you should not believe everything you hear on the internet. <laughs> this is a video I watched. It seemed credible. Um, okay, so given the model that you just described in the approach to medicine, if, if someone came in with high blood pressure or high cholesterol, you know, what would be the treatment approach? Well, the first and foremost is to make sure that there is uh, no urgencies or emergencies mm -hmm. that need to, to get uh, taken care of. We would use the same guidelines uh, for medical treatment uh, that you would see from MDs and DOs, okay. maybe what would be the ideal medication and uh, uh, cholesterol treatment. Uh, and we wouldn't sway from that, but we would probably spend more time uh, emphasizing nutrition Mm -hmm. uh, and exercise and prevention and seeing about what other stressors are going on in your environment. Um, I certainly was trained uh, with, a, with a focus in my osteopathic internal medicine training to say, you know, if you have 90 days 
uh, to weight, why don't you really work on their nutrition and exercise? You don't have to start with a pill. Yeah. Uh, or maybe you could start on a lower dose, but really partner with your patients mm -hmm. and, uh, and guide them to health. Um, you know, we, we, one of our slogans is any, anyone can find disease. Um, uh, <laughs> and it's, we want to partner people, uh, partner them to health, partner with them to find health. Uh, and so I think that would be, if there was one difference, and it's not to say MDs wouldn't do that mm -hmm. approach, but I think uh, we would have a higher likelihood to try things like that. Are there any particular illnesses where you see the greatest level of divergence in how an osteopath would treat something versus the MD? I think, um, you know, traditionally there's, there's obvious musculoskeletal things or things that we have the most experience and data with. So chronic back pain, neck pain, um, are, seem to be the areas where we certainly excel. Um, sports injuries mm -hmm. uh, uh, like that is, uh, are, and things, uh, musculoskeletal injuries as a whole. Um, but there certainly is areas now um, uh, in obstetrics uh, mm -hmm. where uh, the use of some of the osteopathic philosophy can assist in just natural obstetrics. A woman's body undergoes a lot of changes uh, yeah. during Deliv pregnancy. D delivery? Do you have your own? Yeah, well, we have certainly have osteopathic uh, OB uh, yeah, Well, they, they'll go to the same residencies and fellowships mm -hmm. uh, as Dr. McKenzie, who I think you uh, yes. already interviewed here. Yes. Um, but the difference is during the, you know, and they definitely deliver the baby the same way. Mm -hmm. uh, but if, if a woman, women have a lot of back and hip problems during pregnancy, and osteopathic manipulation can assist with that. It's been proven. Mm -hmm. um, pneumonia, uh, treating things like pneumonia and lung disease, if we can, um, we'll, we'll use all the right antibiotics yeah. and do everything that will get the patient better, but my goodness, if they can take a deeper breath, if they have a back problem uh, that's pr uh, inhibiting their ability to heal the quickest, uh, then, then that's one extra thing we can do um, uh, and that we have some evidence uh, yeah. to prove faster healing. Great. Um, now the educational process, it's, it's a three-year program with um, a residency afterward. So it's a it's a year? it's a four year program. Four year program. Okay. It is just like MD schools, mm -hmm. uh, and it's extremely rigorous. I'll say that we've accepted plenty of students who have also been accepted to MD schools and select to go to our school, uh, and we have taken student and we have rejected students who've been accepted to MD schools. It's it, it's rigorous, okay. uh, and we have a, a four year training program. Uh, of which uh, the, the 50 students that we were going to go up to 60 students, by the way, next year that we train right here in Warrensville Heights, um, they do uh, most of their first two years right there uh, at 4180 Warrensville Center uh, and uh, do their next two years within 30 miles of here. Uh, they do all of their training in Cleveland Clinic System Hospitals, but not just Cleveland Clinic Hospitals. Uh, also private practice docs and really looking at, at areas that, that are around the whole Cleveland area. Uh, and they do those full four years. So it's two years right here at our campus, two years in the hospitals, in the health system. Then they get their DO degree and then they move on to then their specialty choice. They do residency training, uh, which now will be the same exact accreditor uh, for MDs and DOs, the ACGME, so it's the same kind of residency programs mm -hmm. uh, where they choose a specialty. And they do that for between three and six years, wow. uh, depending on their specialty. We have an emphasis on primary care, so okay. we place them in a lot of ambulatory settings, yeah. a lot of private practice, and, and, and Cleveland Clinic type and metro and, and, and others, I mean, in, in the system, in the area. 
um, where uh, they'll they'll get that training. But when we you know we have a mandatory surgery uh, rotation, that's certainly at local hospitals. Uh, emergency medicine is going to be in ERs, uh, obviously in those places, OB gain, uh, and all of those rotations. But we we emphasize primary care, so we emphasize that, and especially in the third and fourth year training. So they do more. Uh, they probably do about half in, in, in a doctor's office setting uh, yeah. and about half in a hospital setting. Got it. Uh, now, we should talk about the campus here. It opened in 2015. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering about the history surrounding how this decision was made. In other words, you know, what factors played into its creation? Yeah. I mean, no. we're so lucky. So I'm just wondering, how, how did this happen? Yeah, you know, um, boy, it's, it's a great bit, bit of folklore. Uh, so, uh, and, and it really is. We, you can't talk about the growth of our college without talking about a, a transformational gift that we had received uh, uh, in 2010 uh, from uh, the Osteopathic Heritage Foundation. Okay. Um, uh, and um, they are, that, was, that is a Columbus-based uh, uh, foundation uh, that uh, uh, gave $105 million to our college. That's why we're the Heritage College of Osteopathic wow. Medicine. And that uh, went to building? That went to build the Dublin campus, our second campus, okay. uh, and because that's their region and of their mission. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as that happened, though, uh, and, and the reason why is because for we had a bottleneck. For us to meet our mission, to train docs from people from Ohio, we're going to stay in Ohio and emphasize primary care, we couldn't do it all from Athens. Athens is a small town, and we had reached the limits of our ability to be to train them across the state from the southeast corner of the state. Um, and obviously, central Ohio, the Franklin County area, the Cuyahoga County area, uh, are real areas where our needs, uh, there was areas of growth, but we needed to put campuses in those locations. Once we, got, once we were able to do that in Dublin, we caught you know, uh, the Cleveland Clinic's attention. Mm. Um, because the mission is really clear. Nobody in the state of Ohio does, none medical schools in the state of Ohio does a better job. It's just statistics, so it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, none, just math. Keeping docs in Ohio and keeping docs in primary care. Okay. Cleveland Clinic knew that their future was going to be okay. uh, a part of their future. Definitely was strategically aligned in that area and other health systems too. Mm-hmm. Um, and needed a workforce solution, a pipeline to train primary care physicians okay. who will stay in the region. Um, you are the gamekeepers. And, I mean, you are uh, yeah. the you know ground zero. You see the primary care doctor first before the specialist. Doctor. Absolutely. So you're key, a key role player. And there's no other specialty that is focused on keeping people healthy and communities healthy. People mm-hmm. and communities healthy. Every other specialty is about treating sick people and making them better, which is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and we need that, but we're the only ones who can keep communities healthy. And and that's the focus that we need. So, so the folklore really is, though, and this is a Warrensville Heights story, was um, South Point Hospital at that point, that building we're in was, was half, well, depends how you look at it, half full or half empty. Yeah. Uh, it, it had increasing vacancies, and Cleveland Clinic was, it was no longer financially viable to keep that building going, and there was a consideration to we, to, for them to, to mothball it, tear it down, repurpose it. Right when we had this ability now, because of the grant that we won in Central Ohio, but all this was happening at the same time, and some real leaders uh, came together. Uh, Dr. Bob Uhas, who was uh, Dr. McKenzie's predecessor as president of of, uh, South Point Hospital. Uh, Dr. David Bronson, who was a president of regional hospitals at Cleveland Clinic, met with uh, my boss's predecessor. So it was all uh, 
the people came together and said, you know something, if we can extend OU's mission Mm-hmm. in Northeast Ohio, the place to do it. It just all the stars aligned. It was Warrensville Heights mm-hmm. at this building adjacent to South Point Hospital. Uh, and so many things worked. Uh, and uh, and that is why we, we chose uh, this site. Um, and uh, the renovation is absolutely beautiful. I invite the community, anybody listening, uh, t- to come and take a look at the building. It is, it, it is we, we gutted it, and it is just beautiful. It is a 21st century modern medical education facility, uh, and and did great things. It's active patient care still going on. Now, not everybody in your podcast necessarily goes to the docs at that location, but uh, I think it's been a real benefit for the community uh, and maintaining the space and then bringing in all the students and the vibrancy that it did. Uh, how many students are there? enrolled you said six 50 this year and there it, will be 60 yeah we are we started enrolling a class of about 50 per year mm-hmm. uh and so we're in our fourth year we're about to graduate our first class this may uh, which oh, is right. very our inaugural graduation is may 11th down in athens and we will make our first bunch of warrensville heights grown yeah doctors of osteopathic medicine this may oh wow uh, which is great so and they join so these 50 students um join how many others uh, they join, We have a total class size of 250. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so it's 50, 50, and 100. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, it's uh, uh, 50. Yeah, it's, 50, it's 250, and, and we yeah, we just we just did some math, uh, yeah. uh, some re- reorganization. 250, and it's going to be in the end once we settle down, it's actually going to be about 60 here, 70. Uh, in in Dublin mm-hmm. campus and 120 in Athens. That mm-hmm. that that's actually future going forward. To answer your first question, though, we have we we enrolled four years, so a little over 200 students. Wow, that's okay. what we have right now, in 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 the, at the Cleveland campus. Now here's a great story, though. Okay. Of all of these students, 85 um, percent of them call Northeast Ohio home. Okay. Two thirds of them call Cuyahoga County or one of the color, you know, the touching counties, mm-hmm. home. There, we are recruiting students from this area, uh, and uh, and uh, and hopefully so that they will. That's the way we want to make sure that they will stay uh, and meet our mission as well. Um, how many out of do you get anyone from out of state? We we do, uh, and uh, but uh, very little. Uh, we okay. actually were about ninety. If you look at our total enrollment right now, it's only 5% out of state. Our mission, look, we're a state school, uh, and yeah. our mission is clear. Uh, so uh, we're the only school in Ohio that was created by a law, uh, by statute. Uh, really? And the statute said that we needed to strive for 85% in state enrollment. I don't know what the legal definition of strive is, um, <laughs> but okay. uh, uh, but we kill that. Uh, we, we do about 95%, and it's, it's mission aligned. Um, and, and it's important that we recruit from in-state. What is your acceptance rate, percentage rate? Our pers- um, it's hard math, uh, but it's, it's extremely selective. What I can say is this most recent uh, round, we have about 5,000 applications for those 250 seats. Wow. So, you know, it is, so that is 20 to 1 right there. Um, so that's 5%, I guess, to answer it generally. Okay. Um, and uh, so it is extremely competitive. Now, prior to arriving on the shores of Lake Erie, you were located on the shores of Lake Michigan, uh, where you employed in um, a south suburb in south suburban Chicago. 
Uh, is that the south side of Chicago? Or is it uh, I lived in the south. Yeah, we lived in Hyde Park. Uh, my okay. family and I, and I worked okay. in this on the south side of Chicago in south suburbs of Chicago. Okay, and you served as the VP of Medical Affairs, <clears throat> the chief medical officer in a hospital there. So, what caused your career pivot uh, that led to you moving to Cleveland? Yeah, it's a good question. Well, I was certainly pulled and not pushed. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I have no connection to Cleveland prior to this. I really didn't know anything about it. Um, but I will tell you that um, the town that I worked, uh, the hospital system that I worked for, was in a town called Chicago Heights. Uh, that might as well have been Warrensville Heights. Uh, exact same demographics, also a hospital about the same size, uh, with a small residency program, an osteopathic program, so a lot of uh, similarities. Um, Sounds like Dr. Kirsten, you're the perfect candidate. Uh, you know, it, what, this is the perfect job, it's the best job I've ever had. The, the, the real thing that pulled me to this was the opportunity. The bigger why is because I believe that, that medical education at its purest form should improve the health of a community. Uh, and I know our mission is to train doctors, and we're very focused on our product, which is our students. But at the end of the day, the bigger why is to keep whole communities, whole zip codes healthy. Uh, and there's no better way to do that than medical education. So the opportunity to create something brand new uh, and to get it on the ground floor and hire my own team, like help yeah. build my own team from scratch yeah. of local talent uh, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, help design the final bits of the building, but building that on the heritage of you know 40 years of experience. Uh, so not starting from complete scratch. Uh, so it was kind of a, uh, uh, it was certainly a startup, but not completely. Mm -hmm. um, and then the chance to work with Cleveland Clinic. Uh, so to be able to partner with somebody who uh, obviously brings a lot of uh, resources and, and knowledge and experience, um, but not necessarily in, um, uh, in, in, in community health. Uh, I'll be, you know, that's not what Cleveland Clinic has, has been known for. Mm -hmm. um, but but has a very you know once I but they convinced me uh, when I was looking for the job that it was a direction they clearly wanted to go, mm -hmm. uh, and that was my experience. And so to feel like I can make a contribution to the osteopathic profession, a community uh, like Warrensville Heights uh, mm -hmm. and, and Northeast Ohio, which uh, now five years later is is, mm -hmm. is absolutely home uh, for me and my family. Uh, and uh, and to just really um, be able to make a difference with a publicly funded mission, uh, yeah, all the stars aligned, and that's mm -hmm. how you get a kid from Chicago to uh, start rooting for the Indians. Um, when you say you built your own team, um, how many staff members are do you have there? Yeah, we have right now. We have a staff of about ten uh, staff members and administrators, mm -hmm. uh, and about eighteen or so faculty uh, okay. that are serving there as well, um, and uh, also all local and talent. Our, our senior director of operations, Tara Ndebizo, is a Warrensville Heights High School graduate. Wonderful. Uh, grew up right here. Is still lives in right here in the community. Um, uh, Jason Town, uh, but uh, but hasn't gone far, uh, and mm -hmm. and uh, uh, helped uh, really guide me to make sure that we were making the right impact for the region. You mentioned your family. Uh, I know you have two sons, and I'm just I, I don't know how old they are. I'm just mm -hmm. the question really is just do you th are either of them thinking about medicine? But I don't know if they're old enough to have those thoughts. Well, my oldest son is a freshman right now. Uh, he goes to Orange uh, High School, and uh, he has the bug. I, okay. I, I, there, I certainly have not. Um, 
uh, pushed him uh, in that direction. Um, but from an early age, uh, he was very excited what I was doing, and uh, he's very interested in it. I think that every child has to rebel uh, against their parents. Uh, so his version of rebellion, which is not bad, is as I'm an internal medicine physician. So I think his he really wants to be a surgeon, and that's how he's rebelling against me. But if that's his rebellion, if that's his rebellion, yeah. that's okay. Uh, my younger son, I don't know. Well, Dr. Kirstein, I just want to give you the opportunity to share anything else with the community that you think they should know. Well, thanks. I, I think one of the things we're really excited about is we've been really focused on making sure that while we recruit locally from Ohio, we want to make sure we can also recruit locally from Warrensville Heights. Uh, we have started a pipeline program, the Aspiring Doctors Program uh, at our college, which is geared towards Warrensville Heights uh, uh, high school students, uh, right now grades 10 through 12, and as we record this podcast, the 11th graders are in our building right now, uh, enjoying uh, uh, some sessions with us, and they learn science, they learn anatomy, they learn about medicine, they learn how to uh, do some basic um, examination techniques, uh, but we also teach them important life lessons like leadership and college application, essay writing and interview skills to help them get into college. Really, we want to make sure that the community knows that your, your kids can eventually go to medical school mm -hmm. on the corner of Warrensville Center and Harvard. We're here. Um, and uh, that is really aligned with our mission, and it's something that we are very focused on. One of the areas that I highlighted early on was that 20% uh, of Northeast Ohio is an American in descent. Mm -hmm. And so from a social justice standpoint, we set the goal that 20% of our matriculating class at the Cleveland campus should be African-American and local. Uh, so these are the efforts we're making to, uh, uh, to achieve that, uh, achieve those goals. And we've hit that number, uh, and now we want to make sure that we can sustain it for the long term. To access it, the high school students just need to talk to their teachers and guidance counselors who uh, are very aware of it. We're working closely, and, and we, we every year put out a, an invitation to join. Um, and that students who complete the entire program uh, get a certificate, mm -hmm. they get a uh, recognition, uh, and there's been some uh, uh, scholarship awards as well. Okay, so the Aspiring Doctors Program, though, that's for um, juniors and seniors, is that right? Uh, it's for sophomore, 10 through 12, sophomores, okay. juniors, and seniors. Okay, and they um, are matched with a medical student. That's and they, they're matched, uh, they do have a mentor medical student as well, and we do match them up. Uh, with some of our uh, URM, our minority students as well, uh, so that they can see people who look like them uh, mm -hmm. have made it and understand the path uh, so that uh, they can be inspired. Well, if anyone wants to learn anything more, they can go to your website, and, and that is? Yeah, uh, ohio.edu backslash medicine, and okay. there's a Cleveland link right there, and you can find all of our information and how to contact us. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Christine, for being our guest and for being such a valuable resource in our community. Oh, thank you.